we're on a series called Three Enemies We Must All Conquer, and it's amazing how weeks has just clipped by, and we're in our fourth week. And uh, I talked about how the three enemies we all have to overcome is the world, the flesh, and the devil. And we're on number three today, the devil. We'll talk about him, and you're going to see throughout this sermon again that nothing in the Bible is written to scare you. It's written to prepare you. I'm saying that every week because I want you to know if you're listening to word that brings a wrong fear, you're listening to a wrong source. You could talk about any topic in the Bible, but it's going to give you faith for that. Could be sobering, could be conviction, but um, at the same time, it wouldn't, it wouldn't give you negative fear. It's all about redemption. But every major nation studies its enemy, including the United States. And that's simply a smart tactic. And similarly, if you know that there's an enemy and you know what to do to deal with him in advance, you can prepare. You can prepare and fortify yourself. That's one of the things that's happening right now. We're being prepared to move forward in a new year, in a new day, in a new time. Prepare and fortify yourself. Learn who your enemy is and not only how to face him, but how to push him back across the line that he's trying to cross. So let's look at this this morning. And the first point we made was we must overcome the world. 1 John 2.16 says, For all that is in the world, gratification of the flesh, allurement of things of the world, and the obsession with status and importance, none of these things come from the Father, but from the world. So there's a pull in these directions when you're out there in the world. And that's why we need to stay before God and, and just read His Word, hear His Word, and uh, you know, keep your prayer life uh, fresh. And this is a spirit of the world. It opposes everything that's the truth. The world doesn't have uh, the truth that they stand on. As a matter of fact, um, the world comes against the very truth and the truths that we hold dear. So, thank God for the truth that we can, ren uh, ren I said renovate. <laughs> you do pretty much renovate your mind when we listen to the truth, right? And, and I'm just going to say this in advance, that um, it's so important to renew or renovate your mind as it, as it comes to dealing with the devil, uh, you know, third enemy. We want to let you know, don't be scared. He has been defeated. Jesus defeated him. Jesus paralyzed him. Jesus gave us his authority to deal with him when he went back to heaven. So we, we, we have the authority of the believer. And that's why periodically we talk about this, because it's important that we know that sometimes people aren't your enemy. Sometimes the enemy's trying to work behind the scene through people. And that's why you rebuke, you know, just privately. All you, you can say it like this. I rebuke that foul spirit trying to operate through such and such toward me in Jesus' name. Teachers, do that under your breath. When it seems like students are acting up, and uh, your, your room's going to be clean and clear, and, and you're going to 
up underneath your breath, you're going to rule and you're going to reign and you're going to set the environment. Can I get an amen on that? So number two, we must overcome the flesh. After we get saved, our flesh, after we get saved, what, what gets saved? We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. After we get saved, that's our spirit, man. Our flesh wants to do the same thing it did beforehand before we got saved. But it's up to each one of us to keep our body under control. The devil doesn't just make you do something. You still have a will. And, uh, you know, he's trying to pull you back into your past. All you have to do is say, devil, shut up in Jesus' name and get out of here. If you learn anything, just use that simple statement. So... 1 Corinthians 9.27 in the Passion Translation says, But I train like a champion athlete. Think about that. Think about a champion Olympic athlete. They dedicate their whole life to just that one moment. I remember one year, I, I don't remember which skater it was, but this particular ice skater was supposed to win all the sprints. And I remember he started out training all his life. And he fell down the very first lap. My goodness. That's, well, guess what? Uh, there's no failure in Jesus' name. <laughs> and uh, even if we mess up and we fall down, we're going to get back up and we're going to use the name and, and clear him out, push him back. He's gone over the line sometimes in our life, and we need to stop and say, get out. Number three. Did I finish that? No, I've subdued my body. I'm, I get it under my control so that after preaching the good news to others, I myself won't be disqualified. I don't plan on being disqualified. That's why I keep consistent in the things that I teach you. And number three, we must overcome the devil. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background, not too deep, but a little bit of a background where you can... Uh, see where the origination of Lucifer is. And, of course, he's a created being. Aren't you glad that we serve the created creator that created this being? Greater is he that's in me. I've got the creator in me, not just the one he created. Not just the one he created who tempted Adam and Eve and the whole fall of man. But Jesus came back to regain the authority that man had lost in the fall in the garden. They had sinned and committed high treason. And thank God Jesus paid the price that we can now, even though he is an influence in the world, he doesn't have an influence over me because I'm not going to let him. Right? All right, so Lucifer, well, the devil was an ark angel known as Lucifer, and listen to this, this is before he fell, Lucifer means bright light bearer, light bearer. But Lucifer, as, as we have said, um, wasn't satisfied with his place. Lucifer today is a fallen angel, and he did influence a third of the angels to go with him. I've got good news for you. We've got two-thirds angels with us. He only has one-third angel with him. Plus, we have the Word of God. Plus, we have the Spirit of God. Plus, we have the blood of Jesus. Come on. 
And we're, God didn't send us out into our world defeated. No, we just have to renew our mind on these things and keep it fresh. But Lucifer used to be among the most powerful of all archangels, and his name suggests he shone brightly in heaven. There are moments and times in our life that we shine bright. Do we want people looking at us and, and, and making over us because we're so good and that was amazing? I don't mind, I don't mind people saying, wow, that's a good word today, Pastor. Thank you. Um, but then there's a lot upon my life, or the glory of God upon my life, the anointing upon my life that I, I can't take any credit for because what, what God does to touch you it's Him, so we give Him the praise and the glory and the honor. It's not that we can't be complimented, but too many people let compliments go to their head. That's right. And then all of a sudden they start thinking they're something. Right. And then they, they start saying, well, you know what, I can do this so good, I think I want to do, uh, do my, my leader's job now. Well, one of the reasons why you made that look easy is because that was your place. That was your grace. Uh, you, you don't want to do anything that's out of your grace. As a matter of fact, that's why I, I challenge you to serve your way to your destiny because you're going to find out maybe the first assignment you get is something you're supposed to just be along that lines for, for your life. Uh, it, could, it could be that, you know, you have a check in that area and, and then you find your, your place. And sometimes you have to just step forward and uh, God will guide you along the way. I, like my wife, she's... She always says, you can't steer a parked car. If all you're going to do is nothing without even trying to move forward, um, that's not a good position to be in. So Lucifer let pride and jealousy of God affect him. He decided to rebel against God because he wanted supreme power for himself. In other words, he wanted to be worshipped like God, it's really, um, if you look at some of these um, worldly concerts, you know, rock stars kind of thing, they're sort of an American idol. I mean, in those types of, you've got to watch what concerts you're going to because sometimes they are so focused on a particular person or personality and that environment's almost like their church exalting that man or woman who's so you got to watch that we all do lucifer let pride and jealousy affect him isaiah 14 and 12 through 14 then i'll read 15 in the amplified says how are you fallen from heaven o lucifer son of the morning how are you cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations for thou hast said in thine heart, I want you to catch two little words. Thou hast said in my heart, those two words right next, read it with me. I will. I will. I just want to pause on that. Self-initiation. Initiation's good as long as it's God-based. But self-initiation, saying, I'm going to do this. Uh, you know, when you had a certain position you needed to stay in. I've seen associate pastors 
operate under that anointing in that office and think that they can do what the lead pastor can do. No, they're, they're, they're created to help. And it's every bit as much as uh, important as the senior pastor. We can't do anything, my wife and I, without your help and you getting involved in uh, helping the vision come to pass. How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, what is it again? I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Verse 15 says, but in fact you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the remote recesses of the pit, the region of the dead. If all you do is talk about yourself, it's not a good sign. Be other people-oriented. It's not bad to share sometimes your story so they begin to share their story. Or best thing to do is ask them questions about themselves. I almost said, look at your neighbor and said, it's not all about you. <laughs> Lucifer again and a third of the angels that followed him fell from their appointed positions that God had appointed them to. And uh, in the ministry these many years, you know, by the way, the same way we prayed over our teachers is the same way sometimes we need to be prayed for as leaders and pastors because we deal with everything you can imagine. One moment you're have the privilege of marrying someone. Then you get a phone call and all of a sudden someone passed. I could just, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stay right there. <laughs> but um, I love the Word of God even when it mentions angels that did not fall, the two-thirds. Hebrews 12.22 says, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, and you have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. We have thousands upon thousands of angels ready to serve us, hearkening unto the voice of the Word of God that we speak according to, uh, Proverbs, according to Psalm 103.20. Wonder if, wonder if your angel is really looking for something to do. Well, he's really looking for you to speak the word of God. Because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hearken unto negativity or, or, you know, or, or things that, um, you know, hey, we, we've all stood for healing. But we have to choose in spite of our flesh and our mind. And we go to doctors. We have to say in Jesus' name, God, I'm going to put your word above this symptom, above this challenge, above this healing. And in Jesus' in Jesus' name, by his stripes, I'm healed. In Jesus' name, I, want to, I forgot to do this, but let's pray over those um, that might be uh, challenged with COVID, maybe in your family or uh, any church member. Father, in Jesus' name, 
uh, COVID-19, you're cursed and removed from the domain of Harvest Church and the Joe and Miss Cohen household and our southeast region of Brema, uh, RMAI, and our leaders, the Hagans, the Hashes, the Jones, in the name of Jesus. As anyone we might know, we curse that COVID in Jesus' name. I like that. You've come to thousands upon thousands of angels, and, but the devil can only say thousands. But there are still things we're going to need to deal with out there. But we've got two to one going on. Hebrews 1.14 says, are, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to what? Serve those who will inherit salvation? That's us. They serve us in the form of divine protection. The angels of God encamp around about those who fear Him, fear God, right? The Word says that, that we would be covered in Psalm 91, spared from situations that we didn't even know happened around us. Because they encamp around about us, they're taking care of things we don't we don't know. I think in heaven I would like to know how many things I was spared of because of the angels working because I was speaking the word. So aren't angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? That word salvation means deliverance. They serve us to keep us delivered, preserved. God has created vast amount of numbers of glorious angels and powerful spiritual beings for the express purpose of protecting us and delivering us from the evils of the world. And, and I, I, cover, I cover you all, my wife, I cover you all that every day the angels are in camp around about you. Parents, every day you ought to be saying, thank you, God. I send my kids out of this house. Uh, the angels of God camp around about them. We used to do a devotion on the way to school, faith to faith. And then we used to pray and do, do our confessions. Then there was a season uh, my wife took them to school. And then there was a season I took them to school and we picked them up. And um, but one, I would like to embarrass them. So I, I, like, I like Mexican music, but I turn it up real loud. And I said, Hannah, over here. I'm here. Here I am. And uh, so my wife says, believe it or not, there's a side of me that is her third child. <laughs> Psalm 91, 11 says, go. Am I, am I telling the truth? Raise your hand if I'm telling the truth. <laughs> My daughter went like that. Oh. All right. Psalm 91. And then you know what else I'd do? We turn on a station and turn it off and see what was going to be said. And what I do with it, Joseph? It was like improv. Oh, we finished up the sentence. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, so Psalm 91.11, for he will command his angels concerning you to what? Guard you in all your ways. Now listen, the, 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 the word in the Amplified says in all of your ways. It sounds like you guys do the same thing. You, you do that? 
Well, if you don't start doing it, it's great to embarrass your kids. <laughs> Not really. What am I talking about? <laughs> Help me, what? Go to the verse. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Psalm 91, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. But the Amplified says in all your ways of obedience and service. You know, if, if we're not following God and in the position he wants us, just serving away to our destiny and supporting anybody who has a grace and an anointing in their area and just be happy for them and pushing other people forward and just see where God takes us. That's, listen, don't you just want to get before God and say, well done? Yeah, or you know what? Uh, you should not have done that. That's not what I called you to. I feel some tension in the air. And, and I, I don't know how significantly important I want to make this next statement is we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ to be judged for things that we are supposed to do here on this earth. That's, a, that's not being scared. That's the fear of God. That's my honor and respect for the Father who has an assignment for me on this earth. Now, I'm going to challenge you. You might not know what ultimately you're supposed to do, but start serving. Start serving. Start serving. There, all the teams in this ministry should have overload serving people so we can build rotations. Psalm 34, 6 through 8 in the Amplified says, The poor man cried... And the Lord heard him and saved him from how many of troubles? All his troubles. The angel, come on, read it with me. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him with all inspired reverence and worship him with obedience. See that qualifier? You might be here this morning and might need to say, oh gosh, I've gotten off. My path, and I know it, God. I've gotten on a different path I shouldn't be on. Forgive me. Help redeem the time. If you're older and you've come to Christ, I really believe God can redeem the time if, you, if you're all in, that you can still fulfill the will of God for your life, no matter what stage you're in. So, again, don't be surprised when you come before the judgment seat of Christ and... You can't say, well, you know what, Pastor Coin never told me. No, I'm pretty much doing my best to cover every aspect of the word. Now, Lucifer is the ultimate liar. His name changed to Satan after the fall, and Satan means to twist. Or, and, and so what he tries to do is twist spiritual truth with the goal of leading as many people as possible away from God. In John chapter 8, Jesus is talking to a group of Jews 
including some Pharisees and actually possibly some other, from other Jewish leaders. But here's what he said in John chapter 8. Why don't you understand what I'm saying? You don't understand because your hearts are closed to my message. You are, all, you are the offspring of your father, the devil, and you serve your father very well. Boy, that's, <laughs> that, that, you know, the religious folks back then thought they had it going on. But um, how would you like to be told by Jesus? You are of the fa- your father, the devil. Nope, that's the family of darkness. When I was saved, I was translated from darkness and into his glorious light. I'm not, I'm not spiritually dead like the devil is because I got born again. Life and nature. God came on the inside of, inside of me. You are offspring of your father, the devil, and you serve your father very well passionately carrying out his desires. He's been a murderer from the beginning, the start. He never stood with the truth, for he's full of nothing but lies. I think that's such a good point right here, because anything negative that comes against the Word of God, you know it's coming from the Satan, and you know it's a lie. And that's how equipped we need to be, to have the Word of God in our minds and in our hearts so that when wrong thoughts try to harass us, we've got the truth in our heart to speak with our mouth. The devil's never stood for the truth. He's full of nothing but lies. Lying is his native native tongue. That's interesting. Have, Have you ever met somebody that was so good at lying? I mean, they're just like, but know this, the spirit of truth is only inside of you, and God will warn us. Uh, My wife and I were doing an errand yesterday, and we were in this particular situation. We had to make a decision. We were in this particular situation. It it seemed good. It, It seemed okay, but just something wasn't quite right. So we backed off. Singles, if you're, if you're dating somebody that there's something in their life that it doesn't seem quite right, you need to pay attention to that. If it's not quite right, it's not right. He's the master of deception, the father of lies, but Jesus said, I am the true prince who speaks nothing but the truth, yet you refuse to believe and you want nothing to do with me. That's what keeps you out of heaven. When when Jesus is brought before you and and the word and truth, and yet you don't want to listen to the message of Jesus, that is... That is a dangerous spot to be in. And really, God's, even if you're here today and you're in that situation, God's drawing you to Jesus. 
He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. So, Satan, also referred to as the devil, is best known as the personification of evil and the adversary of God and good people of God. Satan and demons are fallen spirits, and they are not omnipresent like our God. He is created. We have two-thirds of the angels, thousands of thousands. But there is negative spiritual darkness out there that we don't have to be consumed with or overtaken with because we rule and reign in this earth because God's given us the authority of the believer. Satan, also referred to as the devil, is best known as the personification of evil and the adversary of God and good people everywhere. And again, my mind went back to what I was talking about. How many have met I mean, what's the highest level you can go into something? Elite? Something higher than that? What? I thought you said pastor. <laughs> Master, elite. How many have met elite liars? You have. They're so good that if you're not careful, you believe them. But what we always say, you, you don't judge people, but you pay attention to fruit. Are you still excited that you came to church this morning? <laughs> but you see, we're not, we're not afraid. We see uh, God is for us. And, but Satan and demons are fallen spirits, and they're not omnipresent like our God. Matthew 28, 18 says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, I'm going to give it to you. Now you go. Therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and hear. And behold, I am with you always. To the end of the age. The devil's not omnipresent. They're not omniscient, which means all-knowing. The devil's not all-knowing. That's why you got to watch what you say around him. When there's an attack, he's waiting for you to release some words he can pounce on. He wants to pounce on our unbelief like God pounces on our faith. Pounce is not a good word for over, overlooks or oversees. Omnipotent. The devil's not all omnipotent, all powerful like God. But boy, he sure comes as if he were a roaring lion. Right? And we have to realize my God is greater than he you know, concerning omnipresent, demons can leave a man and enter a pig. We see that in the scriptures. But God is capable of being everywhere at the same time inside of all of us who are born again. Forever and forever. 
Psalm 90 and verse 1 and 2 says, Lord, you have been our refuge in every generation. He's omnipresent. The devil's not. In every generation. Now, before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from eternity to eternity, you are God. Come on, aren't you getting a picture? We serve an awesome God, and we fight against a defeated foe. And really, when it comes to fighting the enemy, it's basically enforcing what already Jesus has done for us through redemption. And we are to pretty much keep him in his place, and really, we're to fight the good fight of faith, which is standing in the truth, coming against all those lies that he wants to bombard our mind with. Psalm 139, 7 through 10. Boy, God bless our media team because I sent them three pages of, of, of scriptures in 11 point. I never get to, you know, half of them, but. Psalm 139, 7 says, Where shall I go from your spirit, God? Where shall I fall? Flee from your presence. If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in shoal, you are there. You've been there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. There are times in my life that I was more alone than other times because I was in different seasons. When I turned on fire for God, man, I, all in, and, and I, I spent a lot of time with God to, con, to, to form my foundations. I was saved when I was three, but I, you know, how many were that type of Christian that you're, you're at a particular church, you barely went, but then when a, when a really tough challenge came up, you went to the Spearfield Church because you're like, God, I got to have something happened. Anybody do that? <laughs> we did. I remember in football, boy, I had an injury. I said, Dad, let's go to that church that prays for people. I need somebody to heal that thing. I got a game tomorrow. Isn't that funny? You know, some of you might be getting heat from some of your family and different things like this, but then who did they call in time of trouble? Regarding omniscience, angels and fallen angels do not know everything. 1 John 3, 19 and 20 tells us that God knows everything. Jeremiah 23, 24 says, Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him? Declares the Lord. Tell me, people, run away from God. It's just, you're not running away from God. He's still in the same place you left him. And he's all over the place everywhere, and people are praying for you. Can a man hide himself from the, in, in the secret place so I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? There isn't a single thing that can be known past, present, or future that God isn't intricately aware of. Regarding omnipotence, no angel... No ruler of power can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ, Romans tells us. Being omnipotent, God has 
power over wind, water, gravity, physics. God's power is infinite and limitless and available 24-7. There's no greater power in existence than the power of God, and there's no greater uh, and there's nothing in existence God does not have power over. And, and you know what, by the way? That's my dad. Don't mess with people because that's God's child. Whether they're right or wrong, just much as is in you, peace. Man, I'm telling you what. I've had to walk away from certain situations, and man, my flesh was on fire. My tongue, I'm, I mean, I felt, I felt in that situation, my, my t- big toes start tingling. And, you know, when I was in a negative situation, and, and, you know, it kept coming up, and, and, and that motions of the flesh tried to get to my mouth. What does the word say? Walk in the spirit. That's who you are. And not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, that could be a challenge sometimes, but your consistency will help you overcome these things. So one of the first lies the devil will tell you, and I have to conclude, so we'll talk a little bit about this next week. And then we'll conclude uh, that part. But one of the first lies the, devil's, the devil will try to tell you is that he doesn't even exist. But boy, look at all the stuff that doesn't line up with the Word of God out there in the world. That is not God, and it's not God's fault. Then next, he'll try to get you to become, uh, believe there's nothing you can do about him. The, the person who receives Jesus today has the same authority as I, as a developed believer, have today. I've just developed in mine. And God graces you at your level not to be tested beyond what you're able. You, you use that season wherever you are to continue to grow. If we're not careful, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, if we're not careful... We will start blaming people and circumstances instead of recognizing at times Satan is really the one that's behind the trouble. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 6 through 9 says, Therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride so that He may be able to exalt you to the place of honor in his service at the appropriate time and casting all your cares. When you see that word all, say it out loud. Casting your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all. Come on, close your eyes and just say, God cast them all on you. You said all. All in Jesus' name. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Be sober. This message is a little bit sobering, but I specifically was led to lace in all the things about who God is and the authority we have and the enemies defeated. But he, he's a persistent 
devil. He'll come in as a roaring lion, so he tries to get you to think he won the battle, but don't forget he was paralyzed. And you have to take authority over that. He cares about you with deepest affection, watches over you carefully. Be sober, well-balanced, self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious. How often? At all times. The enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Now remember, he can only be at one place at one time. So he's not testing you all the time. Your flesh can test you. You remember every big meal that we eat too much? Who do we blame it on? Oh, Jesus, I ate too much. Don't talk to Jesus on that one. You say, oh, flesh, I ate too much. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry. He's seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against the attack. How, how do we do this? Rooted, established, immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the whole world. You do not suffer alone. All of us pretty much go through the same things. And the Word of God tells us there's a battle between good and evil. 1 Corinthians 10:13, final scripture for today. It says, no test or temptation, think about this, that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He will always be there to help you through it. And if I heard this 10 times, I heard it 100 times or even a thousand times. Dad Hagen said, Kenneth e. Hagen said, man, if we could just become more God inside minded. Some of us are trying to get to heaven to get our prayers answered. Heaven came into you. Now I'm not saying there's not a real, there's a real place called heaven, the Father's on the throne. There's a real place called heaven, Jesus is at his right hand and we've been seated in Christ in heavenly places so we're at the right hand of authority been delegated the authority but then that we're in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit who's in us works with us helps us amen would you stand with me please father in the name of Jesus we bow our heads and just close our eyes we thank you for your word today we thank you for your presence God, I, I, I evaluate myself. Holy Spirit, show me uh, anything I need to adjust, adapt, or change. And all of us, if we've erred in any way, forgive us.